Yo, welcome to another rousing week in retail automotive. Just wanted to start it that way. Today That's we're talking right. about dealerships up, franchises down, Rivian's bricked, human models being replaced with AI, and anything else we can think of. Everywhere I go, we didn't think of <laughs> we didn't think of any of that stuff. No, but we, we didn't think of any of it. We'll it just think kind of, of a lot before the show presented started. itself as quality content to commentate on. You know what I'm saying, Paul? You remember the one time, like I don't know, a week and a half ago, when you're like, Kyle, how's the I can already tell this is going to be a week? How's tell. the second half of March feel? And I was like, Yo, in the retail business, it's just it's game time, go time. Mm-hmm. If that felt like that, it's it's another amp level <laughs> when you get to the last week of March. Like it's oh, almost in yeah. me. I don't know what it is, but there's this thing that builds before that last week of March, just in my psyche from being in it for twelve years. That's like, okay, okay. Get everything together, pull it, let's go. On top of that, it's a Friday close and a Saturday yep. start to April. So, like, that combination is, like, unbelievable. pandemonium. Yeah. Pandemonium. <laughs> well, we'll be reporting live from here. We should just be on location on Friday in dealerships I know. across the country. Like, How are you feeling this morning? Pop, 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 pop. Maybe yeah. we'll try to do that on Friday. Just, yeah, like, get some dealers to come on a show Friday morning on a close. You should. That's exactly it. All right, all right. We'll see if we can make that happen. We'll, we'll see if we can out. make it happen. Um Hey, got a few things to talk about. We have a, a webinar this week. If you haven't seen the promo for it, you have to like just go oh, to the Asoto yeah. on LinkedIn. It's hilarious. You want to see Kyle lose his mind on a customer service po- call. <laughs> uh, we're going to be uh, with our friends at Call Review uh, talking about driving customer loyalty through service. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Look, the, the webinar game is we rep, webinars should be fun, right? Yeah, they should. They should, they should be, be lively. Should be energetic. They should involve a dealer, which this one will. And so uh, we hope you join us on. Uh, Wednesday, 2 p.m. Um, can you sign up from the website? Yep. Asodu.com. Scroll just a wee bit, and then you're right there. Bingo, bingo. Also, we're going to be in Arlington, Texas on April 5th. It is literally, is it is it one week away from Wednesday? <laughs> one and a half weeks, yeah. Oh, good oh, night. Good night. So we're coming to Arlington, go. Texas. Uh, we're going to be at three dealerships beforehand. The night of the 5th, 6 in the evening. Check it out. Asotu X. Dot com, SotoX.com. We hope you can join us live. We're having the live tonight show. Michael Cirillo will be uh, co-hosting with us. We're going to have the live band. We're going to have lots of people from dealerships all in the area and outside the area. And for those of you who can't make it, we are also going to make it a live stream event. And it's our first evening event. Hey, right? this will be interesting. Gather the family around the smart TV. Right. And watch the sucker yeah. on YouTube. The whole fam. There you like, go. And your kids are going to be like, so that's what you do at work? And you're going to be like, right. not really. <laughs> you work for Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. All right. Uh, this week, uh, Motor Madness is rolling out. Oh, yeah. So we got the final four this week. Monday, today, where we got the 87 Camaro that versus the 63 uh, Corvette. And then on Wednesday, we got the... You know, the yeah. 2010 Astro <laughs> versus the 22 Bronco Raptor. Woo! Come on. We were, in a, be we were in the Costco parking lot yesterday, and wouldn't you know it, we pulled in next to a, it was a Safari. It was the GMC Safari, which is, you know, the Chevy Astro twin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pulled in next to that sucker, and Miles, who works here at Asoto, and uh, he's 16. He's, I don't, I'm sure he's seen one before. He's like, hey, Dad, that's an Astro, right? I was like, yeah, it is. Astro's yeah. on the comeback. <laughs> So he picked oh, up yeah, that on that. Oh, so oh. you know, lots of things moving, uh, moving along. Speaking of things moving along, Stop. the Here show, plus the dealer census. 
Uh, the latest automotive news annual dealer census shows an increase in the number of franchise dealerships in the U.S. For the first time in three years, the count rose to 18,271, marking a 0.4% increase from the previous year. However, the total number of franchises actually dropped by 54 franchises. And the way that ma maps out a little bit is uh, Ford yeah. actually lost 31 franchises. Lincoln lost 54. It would make sense that that franchise specifically had a lot of motion this year. Uh, Ford yeah. Motor Company in a statement said that uh, many multi-franchise Lincoln stores uh, were dropped to focus on the Ford store. I guess that makes sense with new investment and a new trajectory. Uh, they did not comment on the Ford stores that they lost. Uh, <laughs> no comment. Smart PR department there. <laughs> I got a little experience this year. Genesis dropped uh, 36 franchises. Obviously, they're in the middle of a big restructuring. And uh, those the people that we know that have a Genesis franchise uh, seem to be pretty optimistic overall. They're happy about life. Yeah, I will say that. <laughs> uh, every every Hyundai Genesis Kia dealer is happy about life right now. So, Overall, yeah. domestic badge stores uh, decreased by 66, while imports gained 12. Uh, notable, I'll put it in there that Polestar added 26. Have you been past a Polestar store? Uh, I was just in Atlanta at the battery yeah. and the Polestar store, it's, it's right outside of Truist Park, the, the, the baseball stadium. Mm -hmm. And the Polestar store is basically like a little corner Apple store. Huh. It's white glass everywhere. Two cars sitting on the showroom, little order kiosks, little information kiosks, and nobody in there. And brand spanking new because no one's in there. Oh brand my gosh. No, I haven't. Maybe I'm trying to think. Like, have I driven yeah. past one? Probably at some point, but I didn't have a chance to see nobody in there. Uh the average yeah. franchise uh across the board sold 425 vehicles, new vehicles, which is actually an eight point eight percent decline. Uh, last Makes year, sense. hashtag inventory. Uh Cadillacs per franchise sales actually jumped forty-five percent in twenty twenty-two. So they rose 45% to 240 new vehicles franchise. Uh, that's the largest increase in the industry. Um, and as a reminder, Cadillac dropped 313 stores in 2021. So more inventory for fewer stores equals 45% increase in sales. Uh, Jeep doubled its exclu exclusive store count. All these new Jeep stores rolling out. While Hyundai, Mazda, Mitsubishi, and Kia all added double-digit gains. Which makes a lot of sense because all of those have said that they're going to be pushing and pushing and pushing to gain market share. They're smaller, smaller market share brands uh, that are looking to add stores. I know of multiple people that are getting blue sky open points mm -hmm. with those brands right now. So uh, we're going to see those continue to grow. Interesting that the landscape is growing uh, overall in franchise dealerships, even though we've seen a decline or are still a you would stifled think, new car inventory. Right. Uh, you would think yeah. with all the talk we've had, we would not have seen that result. But here we go. Kind of goes back to the point of like being in the being controlling the things you can control. It sounds like a whole lot of people are out there controlling the things that they can control and not reading the news every day. Right. Yep, and making exactly all their decisions based on the doomsday, not this news. This we just commentate on the news. The doomsday yeah. news. The doomsday news. Uh this next speaking, I don't know how to speak about this next one. Speaking of a little doomsday. <laughs> not quite there. Not Good quite doomsday. Time. Not quite there. Not Snow again. Brick brick again. I don't know how to talk about this one in a sensational <laughs> clickbait headline. But uh one upstate uh, New York. This one hit close to home because this is about a little town that my family and I go uh, once a year in the Adirondack Mountains in upstate New York, just uh. a couple hours from us. And uh, one upstate New York resident waited three years for his Rivian R1S 
and then promptly bricked it in deep snow. And if you're not aware, bricking something is when you have an electronic device that just goes completely dead. You can't do anything. It won't turn on. It won't respond. So uh, Chase Merrill was driving on an unplowed road in the Adirondack Mountains. He saw all those commercials of the Rivian R1S. Just going over stuff. Right. (laughs) And he got it stuck in a snowdrift. That's okay. That happens. People okay. even do that in the biggest truck. You see a truck out yep. in the middle of the field with the mud, and it's like everybody knows what happened here. So yes, attempting exactly. to rock the car out of the snowbank, you know how you go rock forward, backward. Well, yep. he triggered a safety feature that got the car stuck between park and drive and therefore rendered the car completely and completely unresponsive. Um, Isn't that wild? Well, he called yeah. Rivian, right? What are you going to do in that situation? You're going to call Rivian. You're going to be like, hey, Naturally. I have this situation. And they were like, you're going to have to take it to a service center. So he paid 2100 bucks. You know you know, this was the talk of the town, right? right. The tow truck driver in the Adirondack Mountain shows up, you know, all like, myself, yeah. one of those with a big vehicles. old gas-powered tow truck. Diesel just spewing Dude, everywhere. everyone in every little town up in that area heard this story, I promise you. And they every, didn't read on the every bit Like, I it, saw yeah. one of those electric vehicles up here, had a tower all the way back to Massachusetts. <laughs> right? And they don't talk like that up there, but I, it was just... No, it, no like yeah, the Adirondacks are just the south of the north. That's all it is. That's what you just <laughs> the told me. south of the north. <laughs> and, so, and so basically, he tows it 2,100 miles to the nearest service, or $2,100 to the nearest service center in Massachusetts, which is like 400 miles away. Um, And basically, Rivian offered to pay for the repair, not for the tow, and then Business Insider reached out for comment, and then they offered to pay for the repair. (laughs) Um, That's how that usually works. Um, So apparently, this could have been fixed. This is is the funniest part of the whole thing. They were like- A simple reset. So that you you know that little button that you can stick your pen in and it just like resets everything <laughs> on the electronic. That's all you needed. You just needed a pen. Hold it for thirteen seconds. We'd have been good. Uh, I wish I knew what the actual reset process was. On I know. That. I wish I did. You too. know, it's right if next it was to your radio. Like that, where it's like hard to find it with says, a little pin. And- it says hours, minutes. Right. That's how you said adjust the clock. Right. <laughs> and then it's like it's vehicle reset is the third one. Um, yes. So basically the, the vehicle came back and then it said that there was a critical error, right? A critical error warning on the dash. And it said you had to take the vehicle to a service center for repair. So, um, you know, this, this owner, Mr. Merrill, he says the attitude the whole time from customer service is that a Rivian owner should be able to handle the problem. He says they just think it should be nothing. And for me, it wasn't nothing. So um, he said, the car's super impressive, and I want the company to do well. I think I'm just not the right person to be an early adopter. Oh, what a what a story. And this thing's everywhere. I've seen it it's- no short of six or seven times in different platforms on different news sources. Um, so obviously something where, from a PR perspective, Ravian's got to get their, you know, their stuff together. But 2100 bucks. I don't care. If you're a millionaire or you or twenty one hundred your take home pay twenty one hundred dollars to get your car towed is a thing. Yeah, it is. and and uh, you know it's especially when the, man, it's not just the money. Just think about all the disruption. It's a disruption, yeah, and, and that's a long way away, probably. And I mean, I this is what home. this is what this is what I think that that especially manufacturers have to be thinking of, not just like over the air updates for subscriptions or software or anything like that, but what is what's the genius bar response of a customer calling like this? You know, what what am I doing to 
you know, make sure that we're doing everything we possibly can to fix that thing over the phone. Um, when you have all of this access to software, access to data, potentially a wireless connection, um, that that's, I think, that's the opportunity here sure. when we have all this, this connected vehicle data yep. is what can we do without having to tow this thing to make it work? And I think that dealerships are probably going to have to start thinking about that. Like, do doubt. we have a virtual technician, right? Yep. I mean, all the OEMs have it. Um, would a dealership, you know, start to solve problems over the phone? Yeah. for That was kind of Rivian's tone, you know, the like, hey, like we have opportunity to do better in this situation. Um, yep. It just happens to be one of those situations that came up and, you know, it's just... You One know of the things you see it on the commercial and then yep. you see it in real life. I wonder how the family got home. <laughs> you know, in they're the up tow there. truck. No, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a 1990s movie waiting to be made. Uh, yes. Speaking of the thing, I don't know. Things waiting to be made. There you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, I missed that one. Like I missed that. that one. We just we're just so energetic this morning. The segues just Listen aren't the there. Segues. It's okay. Swing it we'll get there. Us. You want to talk about Chat GPT? I do. You know, ChatGPT and AI are continuing to dominate almost every cultural conversation. It comes up everywhere. And one form of AI is a new visual form of AI in multiple different places. Uh, but uh, this company has created inroads to retail clothing manufacturers. Uh, Levi Strauss has recently partnered with AI Amsterdam-based startup LaLaLand.ai uh, that claims to create hyper-realistic models of every body type, age, size, and skin tone to model clothing on its website. So uh, this company has pioneered AI tech last year to show clothing on models of shoppers of a particular size. And a lot of advocates are saying, hey, it's really great for shoppers to be able to see what that might look like on them before they try, before they buy, without having to have you know a hundred models on the site, and and um, and so there's there's a lot of people that are uh, it's kind of like one side or the other, right? I want to be able to see that models are starting to question whether or not there's validity in the market for them, and whether or not this starts to to ruin job opportunity. Um, yes, so. There's concern <laughs> yes, as well as excitement. So it's, I mean, it's, it's just an like interesting kind of balance. I don't, I don't know. I might have just spaced and not heard you say it. The company's Levi's. Um, and yeah. and basically the the big push, right, to see it's important that people see people that look like them in the clothes. Right? Yeah. And I think Without that's the whole thing, right? So we talk about a, a, a variety of diversity from ethnicity to body, st uh, body type. You want to be able to like, hey, what does that look like on me? And now to be able to, to pivot through and see different body types and different ethnicities in the clothing, it's going to help. And so, you know, the, the partnership makes all the sense. And people saying like, well, brand authenticity is super important when you come to retail clothing. So is like AI generated models, like kind of, you know, leaning on the, the talent to exemplify the brand attitude and the, the brand values. Like, right, that is something that actually plays out, sure. right? Um, so yep. they're saying, how is AI going to, gonna you know change that and maybe you know we should go to just you know human models but i think the reality is ai is absolutely going to displace anything it possibly can you yep. know within within an ethical standard and or i i think enhance i i mean like i a lot of people are afraid of the word displace yep. and i think actually it's more of an enhancement could be and thinking about how you know how you you know, utilize this to create efficiencies and enhance uh, customer, employee, all, the, all, sure. all of that experience. For sure. Uh, it, 
is the opportunity. Right, like, you know, like um, an enhancement would be like you have, uh, you know, human models doing the original thing and then the AI posting varieties of that, right? There's an enhancement. Yep. Um, so yep. on, on this re uh, Retail Wire article, they always have a great comment section of people that have been vetted. And one commenter, uh, Gene Detroyer, professor of international business uh, of University of Finance and Economics in Zhizhou, Guizhou, I don't know what it is, in uh, China commented this. This morning, my non-scientific, non-projectable research with my coffee shop compatriots suggested that they can't tell the difference between real and AI-generated models. So there you go. There's... There's one there unofficial is. man's opinion. Um, we have opinions, you have opinions, but we all have a lot of work to do. It's the beginning of this week, which is going to be a, a real banger. Uh, we'll try to get some dealers on the call for Friday, but until now, you have five days to close this month.